How much money can your business save through employment tax incentives? This is Stuff Employers Should Know. Welcome to Stuff Employers Should Know, proudly brought to you by LaborNet, management's ultimate HR solution. Hi, and welcome to Stuff Employers Should Know. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. And uh, today we will be discussing ETI, and we have payroll manager from Cape Town. This is the second feature on Stuff Employers Should Know, Simon Carter who will be taking us through today's episode. So, of course, to all of our listeners, once again, welcome. We really do, really do appreciate you tuning in. Simeon, perhaps you can get the show on the road. Can you tell us exactly what is ETI? Hi, yes. Uh, so good to be back. Uh, ETI stands for the Employment Tax Incentive. ETI is an incentive to encourage employers to hire young individuals seeking work. And this piece of legislation came into effect from 1 January 2014. And tell me, what exactly is the purpose of this incentive? As we all know, there's a high youth unemployment rate within South Africa, which means young people are not gaining the skills and knowledge to contribute towards growing the economy. This incentive actually gives South African employers the chance to positively impact the economy and help reduce the high unemployment rates of young individuals. That's how it's a benefit to employees. But how exactly does it benefit a business? So the South African Revenue Service, or SARS, incentivizes companies who have ETI qualifying employees by allowing the company to reduce an amount of PAYE, or tax as we commonly refer to it, from their monthly um, tax liability. The incentive that an employer receives varies based on first year and second year calculations, and ETI may only be claimed for an eligible employee for a maximum of 24 qualifying months. Simon, you mentioned companies who have qualifying employees. So what exactly determines a qualifying employee? Great, yes. So there are quite a few aspects, and I'll quickly go through those. Uh, The qualifying criteria include that the employee should be between 18 and 29 years old. They should be paid a minimum wage of at least 2,000 rand per month, and where their gross remuneration is not more than 6,500 rand per month. Then the employee must have a valid South African ID or asylum seeker permit. And the employees should also have been employed by the employer on or after 1 October 2013. So anyone employed before that time would not be legible. There are some other conditions which can be referenced on the SARS website. So for anyone listening to this podcast, just encourage them to go and do that. It's also important to note that All of the aforementioned criteria need to be met in order to have a qualifying employee. So you can't meet one or two of the conditions. You need to meet all of them. And then ETI does have this gross up or gross down rule. So it works on a standard of 160 hours. If an employee has worked more than or less than this amount, um, it may be possible to apply the calculation and we could have someone that earned less than 2,000 Rand in a month, but didn't work the 160 hours. So that person may then be eligible if we do the ETI gross-up calculation. All right, so that sums up uh, the employee qualifying criteria. Are there any specific requirements that the employer needs to meet? Yes, so the employer needs to be registered for PAYE tax with SARS. The There are a few types of businesses that don't qualify. So those are companies that are in the national, local, or provincial spheres of government. 
as well as any municipal entities that don't qualify. The company also needs to be compliant with SARS on a monthly basis to be legible to claim ETI. And this includes all aspects that may be registered with SARS, such as the VAT, UIF, SDL, and PAYE. So anything registered from a company perspective with SARS needs to be compliant and up-to-date with SARS. And how exactly does the business go about claiming or submitting the ETI? The first step is for the business to ensure that their payroll software system is accurately set up to track the ETI eligibility for employees within their company. At the end of each month, the business will submit the ETI utilized value along with the PAYE, uh, the UIF deducted from the employees, as well as the UIF and SDL contributed by the company on the employee's behalf. And this is submitted on a document called the EMP-201. And Simon, can a company incur any penalties related to ETI? Penalties would apply when an employer claims ETI for an employee who earns less than the minimum wage, or in the case where an employer is believed to have displaced an employee in order to employ somebody who qualifies for ETI. This penalty can be quite steep and is up to 30,000 rand for each displaced employee. So we can clearly see here that SARS is not wanting a company to replace their non-qualifying workforce with qualifying employees. Okay, like, like you mentioned, that is 30,000 rand per displaced employee, which can work out to quite a hefty amount. Um, and are there any other important aspects to consider about ETI over and above that which you've mentioned? There are a few things to consider. Uh, if the value of ETI claimable in a particular month is higher than the total uh, PAY tax value that is due, that difference can be carried over to the next month. So just a quick example to put that into perspective. If in the month of March the ETI is 10,000 Rand, but the total tax amount on the entire payroll is only 8,000 Rand, then the employer can utilize that 8,000 Rand of ETI, making their PAYE payable amount for that month zero, and they can carry forward the 2,000 Rand, which can be used in the following month. Another important consideration that goes hand in hand with what has just been mentioned, ETI works in a six-month rolling period at the start of the tax year from March to August, and in the second six months being September to February each tax year. Each six-month period works on a use-it-or-lose-it approach, so any ETI that is calculated within the six-month period but not utilized actually falls away and cannot be carried over into the next six-month period. Another important factor here is just to ensure that you're using the correct ETI calculation. As I alluded to a little bit earlier in our conversation today, there's two calculations, one being for the first 12 months and one being for the second 12 months. What I would recommend is that this just be viewed on the SARS website and there is a section which specifically references the calculations effective from 1 March 2022 going forward. And Samin, does ETI have a certain period it will be valid for? Yes, yes. At this stage, SARS have indicated that the employment tax incentive will come to an end in February 2029. So we still see this as 
quite a number of years for companies to benefit from this incentive. Yes, there's definitely more than enough time for our listeners to also get in touch with you should they need assistance or further explanation regarding ETI. So, I mean, this being your second show, you are one show away from being an f- official friend of the show. We really do appreciate your time. And uh, before we close off this episode, do you have any closing comments for our listeners? We've really just looked at some of the highlights um, to this piece of legislation and the Employment Tax Incentive today. There is quite a lot of legislation regarding the Employment Tax Incentive and some of the clauses and aspects can be quite technical in terms of eligibility uh, as well as the calculations. So we would recommend consulting the SARS website for all detail on ETI or to consult your payroll provider or payroll consultant who can provide you with expert advice on ETI matters. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, that is Simeon Carter, payroll manager uh, down in Cape Town, obviously affording us the opportunity um, to get a little bit of a better understanding regarding ETI. And of course, uh, if you have any suggestions on what you'd like to hear on the show, please pop us an email on sesk at labornet.com. And of course, we'll get back to you. Or if you just want to let us know what you thought about previous shows or today's show, please do get in touch from us here in the studio. We thank you for listening. Cheers. Until next time. Staff Employers Should Know was proudly brought to you by LabourNet, management's ultimate HR solution. For more episodes from Staff Employers Should Know, go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you play your favorite shows. Case law or statutes referenced in the podcast are current at the time of recording.